Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I have Suanna Jeter on with me as she is a health coach and yoga therapist. Um, I met her actually, oh gosh, a couple years ago in Jill Coleman's Mastermind. So I'm excited to have you on today, Suanna, and um, for you to share your story. So welcome. Thank you for having me, Andrea. I really appreciate it. Yes. Um, it has been a while since we met. I think it was what, 217? Yeah, I think so. Wow. wow. I, I found an old picture of us in that group that I put, I'm going to put in actually the show notes so everyone can kind of check. Oh, out. okay. So that'll be yeah. <laughs> so first I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your personal wellness journey and your own story. Oh my goodness. That that's definitely a story. Um, my personal wellness journey, uh, it started off mostly as just being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I'm sure most people are um, feeling a lot of that right now after all these months of all this upheaval. Yeah. Um, I've had, uh, um, I was morbidly obese there for many years. I've always had a struggle with weight and, uh, or hang out. I thought I had a struggle with weight when I was younger. I really did struggle with weight as I got older, um, had my first marriage and children. And that's when it, things really uh, steamrolled and I actually became the morbidly obese, would lose weight, was on the diet roller coaster for years. You know, start off losing 40 pounds, then gain 60 and lose, you know, back and forth, back and forth like that. Uh, back in, I think it was 213, I reached my biggest weight of over 325 pounds. And I could, I, I was miserable. I couldn't move well. I couldn't breathe well. Um, I was unhappy with my life, with my marriage, um, struggling with my children who were, had just, no, it was 212, not 213. Anyway, doesn't matter. Who had all graduated from high school and were in college. We had three girls in college. And so we were new empty nesters. And it was just completely freaking me out. Uh, was having a lot of marriage issues. And I just finally one day said, okay, enough is enough. Let's, uh, let's do something. Now I did something that most people really struggle with. And that's, I, I did a lot of things at once. I, I quit smoking and lost weight at the same time. (laughs) So yeah. Those are two big lifestyle changes. Right. Um, Well, it was, I had really reached a breaking point. My husband and I were at a point of where it was, okay, it's time to either, you know, get things together and get our life back in order or say goodbye. And uh, we decided to work on things. He had quit smoking a couple of years before I did. Um, His company had decided to charge you extra money if you smoked for insurance. So he quit and I did it, which made it really hard for him. But uh, I knew that was a stickler for him. So I just said, okay, I'm done. 
I smoked that last cigarette in my pack and I was an almost three pack a day person for 30 years. Wow. Yes. Yes. And never picked it back up. And at the same time, it was like, okay, you know, I'm doing this. I've got to get everything back in order. So, but now here's the thing. I started really small when it started to the weight loss. Uh, I, the main thing I did was just instead of eating things like uh, frosted flakes, I switched to a healthier cereal. I mean, tiny changes instead of having whole milk with it, I would, you know, add, it was, I think what it was I was eating was, and I'm weird. I like that five to one cereal that looks like sticks. I like the flavor of it. You know, most people don't, but I've got a weird, I've got a weird palate, but I would do that with yogurt. And, and, you know, it was really good to me. I like, I ate that instead of a huge bowl of cereal, um, you know, just small changes over time, you know, adding water, um, changing my sleep patterns, uh, just, I did tons and tons of research. When I was in college, uh, health and fitness were, you know, part of my my routine uh, somewhat. And I took a bunch of health classes, um, health and home economics classes. And so some of this stuff was really familiar for me. I did not grow up uh, super active other than being a cheerleader or the band. So I didn't do sports or anything. So I started off walking uh, when I, oh, when I was in college, my roommate's boyfriend was on the football team. So he shared with me, you know, weightlifting. We went to the weight room with him. So I was like, you know, that's so much fun with that. I'm going to start doing some weight stuff. So went back to the Y again and just slowly started with walking and doing a couple of things here and there. And over two years, it took me two years, but I lost about 170 pounds. Wow. And yes, yes, wow. yes. And I've kept the majority of that off since then. Um, you know, uh, back and forth, we uh, about 20 to 30 pounds difference a couple of times. I went from uh, the last time I weighed was like I was like 325 and uh, I think the lowest I got was like 55 and then went back up you know 175 180 but for the last year and a half or so I've been managing somewhere around 165 which is comfortable for me Um, I get to eat pretty much what I want with moderation of course (laughs) That has been my biggest key factor is learning how to eat what I want in moderation. There are some things that I do have to abstain from because I have not learned the moderation trick with some of those yet. Mm. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's one of those things that I can go out and get when I want. And um, then, you know, eat a small portion and it's not there. So I don't keep it around the house. But anyway, that was basically it. Uh, once I 
lost the weight. Um, I, I came to the realization that, you know, I, I was not going to go back to the yo-yo stuff again. This had to be a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. So I made sure that I kept in the foods that I, I truly enjoyed and just learned how to eat them in a more sustainable way that would help me, you know, feel so good because it was crazy how much better I felt when I, when I moved and ate well, my taste buds changed, my whole body changed. And then in 2014, uh, and this was really kind of a a big change at moment, my mother passed away on New Year's Day. And one of the things that was an issue with her is that she was also overweight and she was in constant pain. And, you know, and you know how it is when you're in pain. One of the things that actually help pain is to get up and move, to move through the pain, but it hurts to move. So she doesn't move, but she needs to move to stop the pain because it was arthritic. And, um, but a lot of it was also due to being overweight. And I, you know, it, I never wanted to become that way. And I wanted to be able to help other people do that um, while I was in my um, journey and was able to lose so much weight and then keep it off. People started asking me for help with them. at that time, it, here's what's really interesting, Andrea. Uh, and I don't think I, I shared any of this. I was working at the YMCA. I had been working at the YMCA as a water aerobics instructor for years and years and years and years and years, even when I was very heavy. Um, water aerobics is fun. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was crazy. You're like, you know, I'm, I'm an exercise instructor and I'm, you know, great big. But anyway, those who, you know, I don't know, uh, but I was still working at the Y and then I started working at the front desk and, and then they wanted me to start teaching some sneakers and do nutrition challenge and everything just kind of like fell in my lap and just kind of, you know, domino effect because I stayed with the healthy lifestyle and changes and I wanted to make sure that all, and, and I think that's how it did was with my mother. I wanted to make sure that other people felt good and didn't feel so bad as they age because there were so many people that I saw that were even older than her that because they got up and moved every day and ate differently that, wow, oh my gosh, they felt so good and could do so much. And I wanted to make sure that that never happened to me, that I wanted to be a good example for my kids and that I could help others um, have that same kind of lifestyle. Started working on um, doing some nutrition coaching, taking some classes and courses on exercise and yoga oh my gosh I had never oh you know I I tell people it's like um you know the iron has my heart but yoga is life and because it brings everything together in my opinion um I know you yoga and everybody does that with you as well so and it's just it 
I had never, ever, ever done any kind of yoga until 2014. And it was such a life changer. Uh, I was still at that time really struggling with mindset Mm -hmm. and everything was, um, and that's, I don't know how to explain it. It was just like a light bulb. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget though. The first time I was ever in Shavasana, I bawled like a baby. It was like, I can't do this. I can't sit still. I can't be quiet. Oh my gosh, I'm going to (laughs) die. Because you know, it's like, you got to sit with that stuff. You got to sit in the fire and it's like, oh my gosh, you know slow down, take it easy, let go, because I was running away Mm. from all of of the pain, and I had kept it in, and just tapped it down, and tapped it down, and tapped it down, and it was just crazy, Mm. and it was like, oh, letting go of some of this, that felt good, Mm. (laughs) oh, you know, I feel good now, that's even better, what more can I do, and uh, the more, uh, and that's when I started going down the um, yoga journey. Uh, my yoga teacher, wonderful lady, uh, you know, after I had been in her class several times, well, I guess for about a year or so, she was like, okay, Savannah, it's time for you to start doing this. And I'm like, I, I could never do this. And it was crazy. So, and then in end of 2000, middle of 2015 my husband and I moved from West Tennessee to Alabama he's been with the company he lived with for years and you know here we are in our uh, late 40s completely moving to a place where neither one of us knew anybody and the first thing I did was look for a yoga studio and (laughs) I found my home at Shows Yoga And it was really funny because we moved in July and they started a new, uh, in October, I found, uh, they put up a flyer about yoga teacher training that I was like, holy crap, here we go. (laughs) It was meant to be. (laughs) So I did my first yoga teacher training and learned so much, not only about myself, but even more. And it just kind of again, just rolled from there. I've done a couple of different 200-hour trainings, um, uh, completed my 500-hour and my yoga therapist, um, and just, you know, continue to learn and do and change. I'm, I'm a perpetual learner, you know, the more I, the more I learn, the more things come together. And then um, it's like, oh, I've got all this stuff to share. So now I've got to share it. That's part of it. Mm. That's basically about it, I guess. Kind of a weird, um, you know, different kind of thing to so many different elements that just seem like, you know, pulled out of the sky. So, but they all seem to have come together. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it all flowed together and it aligned as it should. Um, Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, A few things that, you know, kind of stuck out that I wanted to help. Maybe other people are feeling this way too. Um, One thing that you had said with 
eating foods in moderation and then completely abstaining from others. Um, Mm -hmm. I also personally do that as well. So I would love for you to kind of talk about, um, maybe why moderation isn't going to work for all foods for you at all times. Okay. My biggest struggle is with really, um, rich and creamy things, um, stuff that's, uh, like brownies and cakes and ice cream. And I, I I'm not going to lie. Uh, a lot of really fatty foods really trigger me to um, really, really want more, 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 not only physically, but emotionally, because I love the, because it's a, you know, it stimulates something in me that makes me feel good until it doesn't anymore. <laughs> I t- you know, you tend to want more, more, more. And so I just have to be really careful with some of this stuff because I know how it triggers me, uh, like ice cream. Mm. I know that is my big struggle. And now um, I have recently found I am dairy sensitive and can't really have ice cream. So the so delicious has <laughs> been wonderful, but oh my goodness, you know, I have to by the little pints, and then I have to take it out and say, hey, Eric, you have part of it, I'll have part of it, and this is all I'm going to have, you know, because it just, it stimulates such a feeling of, um, I, I don't know exactly, I don't know exactly how to explain it, because it's just, it's like fireworks, and uh, you know how people get really excited over the fireworks and ooh ah uh, I mean that's kind of that's kind of how it is with me so I I mean that's the best way I can explain it and then, but then there's that point sometimes where it's like you know I know it it doesn't taste as well I know I'm not getting the satisfaction from it that I normally do but I struggle to put that spoon down and I, you know, because just, I, I don't know. Uh, I have not figured out what the deal is with it. So I just have to abstain or bite in the small pieces and say, Hey, this is half of this is yours. Half of this is mine. Um, I am currently also um, working with a group of people. And so I'm counting macros because I'm doing it along with some of my clients. Mm. So that actually helps me. Um, so I know I can fit it into, into my day if I want it. But most of the time, uh, you know, it's so heavily calorie laden and fat that um, I don't because I know I have to abstain or it will just take me down that rabbit hole of wanting more. And not only that, but, you know, trigger me wanting something else. But at the same time, I have learned to find uh, ways to give me that feeling without having to have that food. Does that make sense? Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, and I like that. I like that. I mean, I think um, that's, 
that's where everyone has different um, strategies or might have different approaches. And you just kind of got to find what works best for you and know yourself. Cause at the end of the day, I mean, like, you know, yourself, you know, your triggers, um, you know, like I know myself, I know what also will trigger me. So, you know, you just decide when to indulge or when to um, abstain. And thanks for sharing that. Yep. Um, now I will say, I will say this, I have to be really careful that when, um, if I'm having an emotional day to not have that kind of stuff around, because that will put me in the rabbit hole. That's when I have to, to use my yoga and to learn to sit with things and not have that stuff around so that I can find that feeling without that food so that I don't go 10 miles down the road. Oh yeah. Um, I, one thing I wanted you to share about too, was I see on Instagram that you were, you're encouraging people for movement breaks. And I would love for you to share why movement breaks uh, are beneficial and um, you know, just how people can do them throughout their day. Yeah, I do. That's uh, I haven't been doing them as often lately, but yes, five minutes of movement. I encourage uh, my clients and just anyone to get up, up, if you sit for very long, your muscles get stiff, your, you know, your joints get sitting and everything just kind of stagnates, you know, you sit and, and it's painful. Uh, you know, you, your, your body goes to sleep and it's hard to wake it back up and it keeps the blood flowing. And actually the movement keeps your brain stimulated and active so that you can think better and flow and move better. Uh, and so I'll, you know, I, at one time I was doing three times a day and then cut back to two, but I do encourage in people to move just if for no other reason, so that you can move because you stop moving, you, you know, this, it, it really is one of the things is you use it or lose it. Uh, movement is actually a privilege in my opinion there's so many people who struggle to move. And again, my mother, she would sit in the chair all day and not get up. And, and, and it's really interesting. If you, you can tell people who don't move a lot, even people who, um, you know, they're actually very graceful because they can, they can sit in one place and, and have things around them. And they're actually very graceful and are very efficient at doing things. So I tend to put stuff away from me. I have a huge office where I have to get up and walk and go pick things up. Um, I used to be different. I would have my filing cabinet right here instead of across the room. So I have to get up. I make myself get up and go do things mm. so that I don't get stiff especially as we age, um, everything gets uh, stiffer and tighter. And the more we sit, our muscles will contract and not lengthen. And we, um, we lose our, uh, the joint fluid. So we got to keep all that stuff going and um, flowing. Yeah. 
No, I like that you said that. And I like the inconvenience part because a lot of us are at home. And so if we could just like make slight changes, like, can I put, yeah. you know, something I might need on the other side of the room, just so I, it makes me get up, yeah. take a couple little stretches right. in between, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we all talk about uh, those of us in that health and fitness space, talk about movement, you know, and give people the, um, encouragement to park their car far away from each other, you know, far away or take the stairs instead of the escalator. But we can do stuff like that at home just by having stuff further away from you. So it's not right there at your, at your fingertips all the time. So you have to go and go pick something up. You have to get up out of your chair and uh, I hide the remote so that I don't know where the remote is. Or does it so we have to get up, you know? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. See, my son does that for us, not necessarily on purpose, but all the time. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, one of the things um, that I think maybe people could benefit from too is, you know, since you have made such a drastic lifestyle change, if someone's kind of on that um, road right now and thinking, you know what, I do think it's time for a lifestyle change. Uh, are there any tips for people if they're kind of, you know, teetering on that edge that maybe here's a good place to start? Yeah. Um, one, just don't stop. People, uh, be, pa- you know, I, I say be patient. Patience is hard. It's just, um, and I know that. So it's hard to say just be patient because it's it's not something good. Just, you know, one step at a time give yourself the biggest thing is celebrate every single little win know that um it is hard it's never ever going to be super easy but it does get easier you just can't give up as long as you continue to take one step forward you know even if it's not but an inch it's better than than you have it um focus on the small little things that you can do. It's the small, tiny steps that you make that actually make the um, dramatic transformation. You know, everybody wants a dramatic transformation, but the dramatic transformations happen in the baby steps. It doesn't happen with huge leaps. Um, Again, I mean, some of the smallest things you can do that can make a huge difference in just how you feel. My, one of my favorite things is hydration. Um, I, you know, try to nail in hydration because most of us don't get enough water and feeling good starts with feeling hydrated Um, and and sleep. Those are my two big deals, but um, just take one thing that you can do, one little bitty thing that you can do five minutes or less every day, just one little thing and go from there. And I love that your first step was like, don't stop because that, I mean, I think that is that instant gratification that we're just so used to seeing, or even, I mean, if we think back to the biggest loser, like their transformation was quick. I mean, but it was still within, you know, three, maybe six months. I don't remember how long Mm -hmm. that show was, but that still is a chunk of time. Like it wasn't like it was a one week and they were magically lost Mm -hmm. a ton of weight. Um, And I think that's kind of the big thing is we, especially online, it's so easy to just think, okay, well I'm behind, but 
maybe no. we just take a step forward and just keep pushing through and there will be up weeks and down weeks and um, you know, it's just keeping on going. Right. Well, what's, what's the other alternative? I mean, yeah. if you stop, you're not, I mean, seriously, what is it? Yeah. So why, why should you stop? I mean, the other alternative is to stay where you are yeah. or even get worse. So anything is better than nothing. Doesn't matter, you know, what to do. Just don't stop. And again, um, you know, people who, who have gone to my website and seen my transformation, you know, again, it took me two years to lose the weight, but eight years later, I'm still working on keeping it off. And I also know that you don't have to go hard all the time. Remember that whatever you do to take it off is whatever you're going to have to do to keep it off. So make sure it's something you can do forever mm. and something you want to do forever. Um, so, I promote a, a less is more, you know, the less you do, the easier it's going to be. So find something that you can, that you can continue to do for the rest of your life. One, you have to enjoy your life. I, I'm, you know, I want my clients. That's, I mean, that's part of it. You want to create a lifestyle you love. That's what it's about is, is being able to enjoy your life, not be miserable or unhappy. And I mean, we're all going to have bad times, but you need to be able to enjoy the way you eat, the way you move, the way you live. So finding what works for you, because what works for me may not is not going to work for you because you're not me. I'm a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you said it's the sustainability of it. You know, like if you're going to something drastic right away and, you know, like, a lot of the diets it's that's why diets usually fail is you can't stick to them long-term, you know, right. Hard. It's too hard. Well, most diets have all these huge rules, so many restrictions. And now, and now here's the thing. We as people generally like um, structure of some kind, whether it be loose or not, we have to find what rules for, you know, I say, try lots of different things and find what rules work for you. Some rules that work for you don't work for me. Um, You know, but find your set of rules that you can live with every day that are your cornerstones, your touchstones, something that you can always fall back to that, you know, okay, I've gotten away from this, this, I know this, you know, and that you get away from, but wait a minute. It's not that you get away from it. It's that you aren't as strict, but you still do it slightly. And you're like, Ooh, I need to tighten this up a little bit because I do it. So find your rules that are easy for you to do. Uh, I like the, a scale of on a scale of one being impossible and 10 being, um, I can do that while I'm in my sleep. Find a rule that's an, a rule for you that's an, an eight or higher. So it needs to be that easy for you to be able to do. And if it's not at an eight, what's the next step down into, or what can, you know, if it's like at a six, what can you do to make it an eight? So you work backwards a lot of times and people want to leap all the way to the front. But sometimes we have to work backwards to find the rules that work. 
I love that. Well, if people are listening and they want to know, um, how can they connect with you? Where can they find you? Um, where can they find you? Oh, um, I am Suanna Markham Jeter on Facebook. I am Suanna Ray, S-U-A-N-N-A-R-A-E on Instagram. And uh, my website is suannaray.com too. Perfect. So I always like to finish with one wrap-up question. And I always like to ask um, the guest to throw out a weekly challenge to the listeners. So what would you like that weekly challenge to be this week? Ah, weekly challenge this week. Oh, mercy. Uh, <laughs> I love challenges. I'm, a, I'm big on challenges. Uh, so the weekly challenge this week is to find one single thing that you can do consistently for the next 30 days that is an eight on your scale or higher that will move you just one tiny step forward, whether that be with exercise or um, nutrition, either way, one little step forward. Perfect. I like that. And a great, that's a great um, strategy, especially as a lot of us are at home right now. I know I'm in the middle of my Ayurvedic cleanse and I already feel like I'm pretty sure I'm going to be permanently kicking coffee to the curb. So I'm feeling good. Are you? Yeah. The cleanse really, this, I've never had it take quite that well with coffee before, but I had a headache for four days. So I was like, Mm. I don't want to introduce it back to my diet. So pretty sure it's done and teas back to my teas. (laughs) That's awesome. Teas I struggle with. Oh yeah. See, I've always, I was a tea drinker before I was a coffee drinker. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's what led me to this. Cause I didn't drink coffee until my son was born. So uh, the tea, the tannins in most of the teas make me nauseous. Oh, I have my, I have my apothecary. So I got my fresh herbs. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Makes, so a difference. It Makes a difference. It does. It does. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on today, yeah. Savannah and sharing your journey and your story with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Andrea. I appreciate it. You have a great day, girl. Thank you. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power.